This message comes to you with accuracy and power from the lips of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikia Christian Center Global. You are about to be taken over and above in life. Be blessed. Hallelujah. All right, let's get into the Word of God. Amen. Open your Bibles very quickly. Praise God. I said, Praise God. If your hallelujah is louder than that, you will not miss the rapture. <laughs> I said, Praise God. You're shouting hallelujah, has got nothing whether you miss the rapture or not, bro. Amen. Glory to God. You know, we just said that so you respond. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Before I go and share, by the way, the word of God you're going to hear this morning is going to blow your mind. And it's going to transform your life. Amen. But before God, let me just prepare your heart. Put your hand on your chest like this. And say, I declare, by virtue of the blood of Jesus, I am a king. I am a priest. Say it again. I declare, by virtue of the shedding of the blood of Jesus, I am a king. And I am a priest. Amen. Where the word of a king is, Listen, I want you to shout as if they stole your agigi bread. Say, where the word of a king is, there is power. I am a king. There is power in my words. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you ready now? All right, turn your Bibles with me real quickly. Remember, we talked about the four living creatures of Revelation. Some of you remember that from last week? How many of you remember that from last week? All right, I don't want to waste time and all, but let us just do a recap. Look at Revelation chapter number 4, and from verse 4 into 9, all right, then for us to just remember. Then I'm going to, because we talked about the four living creatures of Revelation, and we talked about the four faces there, and we said it was lion, ox, all right, and what? And a man, and what? A flying eagle. Praise God. So today we are going to start with the lion. Praise God. Amen. Now look at Revelation chapter number 4, verse 4. It says, I ran about the throne where four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Praise God. All right, by the way, next week Sunday we're having mega praise with Tosin B. How many of you know Tosin B? So he's very excited to be in the house. We're going to have, we're going to praise God like never before. And also it's going to double as a miracle service. Amen. Praise God. All right, now let's continue. He says what? Go back. Revelation 4, verse 4. And, and, and 5 says, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the what? The seven spirits of God. All right? The seven spirits of God does not mean that there are seven Holy Spirit. Seven spirits of God is communicating the fullness of the operation, all right, of the spirit. So any man that has the seven spirits of God is a man that has the totality of the operations of the Holy Spirit in him. It's an adult of lightning and thunders and voice, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Verse 6, everybody read like a mass choir. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, everybody say in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne were what? Four beasts full of eyes before and what? And behind. Verse 7, everybody read. It says what? And the first beast was like a what? A lion. And the second beast like a what? Like a calf or ox. And the third beast had the face of a man. And the fourth beast was like what? A flying eagle. Verse 8, what does this say? Everybody read, want to go? 
Uh -huh. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not there at night, saying, Holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is, and what is to come. We were able to establish that these beasts in Revelations 4, 4 to 9, were actually talking about what? Was I talking about what? Men. Because in Revelation chapter 5, from verse 8 to 10, the beast cried out and talked about Christ having redeemed them. Let's go there. Revelation chapter 5, verse 8 to 10. You must understand that there are prophetic writings. In prophetic writings, praise God, you have certain images and appearances that are typological. Praise God. So, for example, uh, many of you have dreams. Some of you have had dreams where... You saw, uh, some people have said that, ah, pastor, I had a dream, and in my dream, I saw you in my dream. Praise God. I can assure you that I, will, I must have been sleeping at that time. Praise God. Amen. I don't snore, so I won't say I was snoring at that time, so you don't get the wrong picture, because some of you have very, very creative imaginations. The moment I just mention snore, your mind will go to me on my bed. You understand? No, I don't snore. But I must have been sleeping at that time, and I did not have any aeroplane to enter into your dreams. Praise God. I promise you. But what most likely you had, what you had a semblance of me in your dreams, the Spirit of God using my my research, praise God, to communicate to you that what you are experiencing is an operation of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And God is trying to talk to you using the image of somebody that you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when you see prophetic writings, there are certain things that appear there as metaphor. All right. So when you say four living, uh, four living creatures, some people have had this mindset that when we get to heaven, we are going to see four beasts around the throne of God, and you are going to have one with the head of a lion, one with the face. No, 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 no. This is typological. This is prophetic language. This is prophetic description. Are you with me so far? All right. For example, if you go to the book of Daniel, you find out that Daniel, all right, in vision, when he was communicating to Nebuchadnezzar, he talks about, all right, certain beasts. And those beasts there represented kings of kingdoms. I showed you that last week. Is that correct? Uh-huh. So don't let us go into that again. Daniel 7, 1 to 6, and Daniel 7, 17. For those of you now here last week, praise God. Now let's look at Revelation 5, verse 9 to 10. For you to understand that that scripture, or the four living creatures, are actually referring to men. He says, and they sung a new song. All right, let's back up to verse uh, uh, 8. 8, Revelations 5, 8 to 10. Now look what it says. And, and, and when he had taken the book, that's the lamb, all right, the four beasts and four and twenty elders, notice, the four beasts and four and twenty elders, fell down before the lamb, having every one of them apt, pay attention, and golden vials full of what? Odors, which are the what? Prayers of the saints. When we talk about the revelation of man, the second phase, or sorry, the third phase, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of this. When he talks about, all right, golden vase full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, you now find out that one of the principles of approaching the throne of God is through prayer. You will not be able to get the response of heaven without the odor of prayer. It is the odor of prayer that commands the response, all right, of the heavenly in the earthly affairs. There Therefore, a man who will be able to get the supernatural to enter into the physical must be a man of prayer. By man, I'm talking male and female. Praise God. I said, praise God. All right. So he says, which are the prayers of the saints? Look at verse 9. Everybody, we want to go. He says, and they sung a new song. Notice who is singing a new song. The four living creatures and the 24 elders. He said, the song a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seas thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed who? Talk to me. And that redeemed what? Us. 
for God. So it means the four living creatures and the 24 elders were men. Because God or Christ only redeemed men. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Alright, look at it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. It says, in whom we have what? Redemption. Even what? The forgiveness of sins through his blood. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. So angels were not redeemed. So the four living creatures were not angels. They were men in that they have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Can I get an amen? So let us now go into today's service. The face of a lion. Lion, when used in scripture prophetically, is used to speak of a king. So when he talks about the face of a lion, all right, he's talking about the revelation of the man in Christ as a king. As a king. As a king. Genesis chapter 49 verse 9, the first mention, all right, of lion prophetically. I want you to read it because we're going to see a lot of depth in that chapter of the Bible. Hallelujah. Genesis 49 verse 9. Are you there? Are you there? Come on, are you there? Praise God. You know, I was looking at something. Listen, as I was saying it during the prayer meeting we had in the morning. I said, look, spiritual hunger is one of the indicators of a spiritually healthy Christian. Spiritual what? Hunger. In fact, when God wants to bring you closer to himself, when God wants to bring you to a closer and a deeper level of intimacy, one of the ways you will know is that you will become more hungry for God. He will draw you with hunger. Glory to God. You will now find out that every other thing that used to take up your time will no longer take up your time because they will no longer satisfy you. So he will draw you to hunger, or you become hungry for the word. He will draw you to hunger in prayer. If you were in a situation of friendship or any form of association that never uh, didn't actually help your spirituality, when the more hungry you are for the things of God, the more you begin to find yourself separating yourself from those things. Now, one of the reasons why many believers find themselves in situations where they are always deeply involved in carnality is because there isn't spiritual hunger. Praise God. Spiritual hunger forces you to pray longer. Spiritual hunger forces you to read the word of God. When a man is spiritually hungry, the first thing he does when he wakes up is to read the word and to pray because he is hungry for intimacy with God. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Therefore, one of the ways you will use to know and you'll be able to discern that you are out of line and you are out of alignment with God's plans is you will become less hungry for the things of God. Satan must have been able to successfully replace hunger for the things of God with hunger with something else. Because man does not have the capacity, all right, to take every single thing and to feed everything. Because man is finite, praise the Lord. So you cannot, you don't have uh, infinite energy or infinite attention, attention span. So what the devil tries to do is to replace, all right, the word with something else. Some of you, it is social media. He has replaced it with social media. So when you wake up in the morning, instead of turning to the world, you turn to Twitter. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift up your hands and say, Father, make me more hungry for you. Louder, say, Father, make me hungry for you. Spiritual hunger is what will make a person come early to church. Spiritual hunger is what person says, what can I do to serve God? Hallelujah. A spiritually hungry person, you will be, you will be able to tell. There is no excuse for a spiritual hungry person. It's not, ah, I have a job, I have a work. No, no. A spiritually hungry person is a spiritually hungry person. And someone come and tell me, that, oh, Christianity is not about doing, going to church. Oh, sister, brother, 
Don't let them deceive you. It's about it. It's part of it. Why? Because, listen, the Bible says he sets the solitary in families. Hallelujah. And everybody that gets born again is made a part of a family and is made part of an army. There is no army. There is no I in an army. You understand that? How many of you have seen one person and says, I am the army of the Federal Republic of Nigeria? And say, where are you? I'm just one. No. A soldier is part of an army. A soldier is part of a battalion. Hallelujah. Listen, so you cannot be spiritually healthy and be disconnected from a local church. Because the local church is where God uses to perfect you with revelation, with the word, with impartation, all right, with empowerment for ministry. One of the high, most selfish things you can do as a Christian is to separate yourself from a local church because of maybe something somebody did. Or I don't know why I'm going in this direction, but I know somebody here needs to. When the Spirit of God gives me on the detour, there's everything. All right? One of the most selfish things you can do is to separate yourself from a local church. All right? Because of what somebody said or did to you or did about you or whatever reasons we give. You see, if I tell you my story of how church people have hurt me, you'll be saying, you are seeing past story. I have stories to tell. You understand? If we open Abula, Amala, with serious goofy, we will not be able to finish. I will keep telling you stories. But I'm still here preaching. Why? Because my being in local church and serving believers is not about them primarily. It's about him primarily. I'm going to stand before him and I'm going to give an account. So whatever reasons and things people did will not be an excuse when I stand before him. Message passed? I didn't hear you. I said message passed? Good. Let's continue. Now pay attention. now. This is a prophetic word, all right, of Jacob to the 12 sons of, uh, his 12 sons. He starts with Judah. Now pay attention. He says, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. Now notice, he couched as a lion. So that means we are using metaphor now. Praise God. Judah is a man, but he says he couched as a lion. So he's using the lion, all right, as an expression to describe or to communicate what he wants to say about Judah. He says, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Verse 10, everybody you want to go, he says what? Louder. He says what? The scepter shall not depart from who? Now, what does scepter mean? Scepter is a staff of office. How many of you remember during that answers period? How many of you remember answers? Come on now, church, church, talk to me now. How many of you remember answers? I remember that time when somebody went into the upper of Lagos office and took the staff and ran out with it. How many of you remember that? So that staff is a scepter. It's a symbol of his office. So when you see scepter in the Bible, it's talking about authority. Everybody say authority. So it says the authority or the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a what? A lawgiver from between his feet. Until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So he calls Judah, all right, he he calls Judah, and he says in the lion, then he now later says, all right, authority belongs to Judah. A lawgiver will not depart out of Judah. So that's why when we check, all right, we find out that when God determined to choose a king, he chose David, who was from where? From where? From Judah. Jesus Christ is called the lion of the what? He's called the lion of the tribe of Judah. Why is he called the lion? Because the lion is used as a metaphor for what? For kingship. Everybody say kingship. Yeah. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, all right, neither the lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Let me just give you some more revelation here. 
Bible. Don't just go. What is Shiloh or Shiloh? How many of you, are, you know, have heard that word Shiloh before? Even if you didn't hear it in the Bible, there's somewhere you heard it. When they say, ah, you're not married, hmm, this is a Shiloh case, so go to Shiloh, you get married. You're not this kind of stuff. All right, so what does Shiloh mean? Shiloh is not a place. This is just diversion. This is just small chops revelation. Praise God. Look at him and say, Pastor's giving us small chops revelation. Just small chops. You know, you know, small chops is good. You, just, you know, when you're eating small chops, it's just good. It's not maybe, but just, you know, you just take some small chops before we eat the jollof rice. Praise God. Now, he says, listen, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. Now, pay attention. He now says, and unto who? And unto what? So when he says, and unto him, the him is what? Shiloh. So Shiloh is not a place. Shiloh is a what? A person. The word Shiloh in Hebrew actually means a place of rest. Glory to God. That's what it means. So when he says, until Shiloh comes, it means until rest comes. Hallelujah. Now, listen. So when he says, so that means he's saying, uh, saying Judah, listen, the, the, the kingship is going to be with you until somebody comes. There's somebody that is coming whom this is really about, but I'm telling you now, all right, as a typology, that somebody is going to come from between your feet, praise God, that the kingship, all right, will be given to. That person is the real lion of your tribe. Are you paying attention? That's the real lion of your tribe, all right, and I'm calling him Shiloh, because unto him shall the what? Gathering of the people be. So that means the gathering of the people is not going to be unto Judah. It will be unto this guy called Shiloh. Amen. All right, so let us identify this person called Shiloh. John chapter 12, verse 32. Praise God. I think I'm going to, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do some, write some songs. Yeah, how many of you have streamed You Are My Glory? How many of you have the new song we released? We dropped a new song this week. You Are My Glory, praise God. Help us share it to help us share our ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful song, by the way. So stream it. Now, unto Shiloh comes. And look at John 12, 32. Notice it says, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now, John 12, 32. Jesus says, he says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, we what? We what? So that means the gathering of the people shall be unto he that is lifted up. The lifting up here is talking about lifting up in what? In crucifixion. Praise God. All right. So we can see that when he says, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be, who is he talking about? He's talking about what? Jesus. We also said Shiloh means rest. Is that correct? So that means let us find where Jesus tells people that if you come to me, I'm going to give you rest. Because what it will mean is that if you come to me, I am your Shiloh. When you come to me, all your sins, all your oppression, all the uh, curses and every single thing, all right, I'm going to give you rest from it. Look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, 28. Matthew 28, 11:28. Look how this is. Come, everybody read one to go. It says what? Come unto me, all ye that what? Labor, and I what? Every laden, and I will give you what? Louder. I will give you what? 29, read, what does it say? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find what? Rest unto your souls. Are you following that? So that means the lion of the tribe of Judah is our Shiloh. 
The one that has given us what? Rest. And the one that gives every man what? Rest. Oh, glory to God. Lift up your hands towards heaven and say, Father, I thank you. Louder. Father, I thank you. For I have rest in Jesus Christ. Now, Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. Look at this. Face of a lion. Revelation 5, verse 5. Look at what it says. It says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seas thereof. So, the lion, praise God, of the tribe of Judah is Jesus. It means that if the lion of the tribe of Judah is Jesus, then it means that every single one that has been born after the image of Jesus is a lion too. First John chapter 4. And verse 17. So, we need to study the operations and the pattern of the lead lion. When he came against circumstances and situations, what did he do? How did he respond? Because we need to understand how he responds and how he flowed and how he walked so that we can know what we're going to do. Glory to God. For even though a man is a lion, an untrained lion will be defeated. Glory to Jesus. And look how he says, what? he said, Hearing is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because, come on, church, louder, because, so are we, we are, as he is, so are we, we are, in this world. Hmm. So that means, if I want to understand myself, I have to look at the mirror of the world. Because as he is, so am I. To get myself in alignment, I need to get myself into focus with who he is. Because my identity is wrapped up in his identity. Glory to God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. The face of a lion, king, authority. Revelation 1 5. Look at this. What am I telling you? Every single word of prophecy that has been given to you, Except you have the understanding that you are a lion on this earth and you are a king on this earth and that you are royalty and there is power in your tongue and there is power in your spirit, you will not take possession of it. You will not. Some of us, the way we pray, you won't get answer. That's the way you are praying. All this, um, um, oh, Father Lord, <laughs> Father Lord, I know me. Listen, listen. God has already had mercy on you. Amen. The issue is that there is an opposition that is not merciful. And fortunately for us, God has given you something to do about that opposition. And you see, Satan eh, is so wicked. He doesn't hear please. Oh. When you are dealing with devil, you deal with the devil as a ruffian. Have you ever seen a lion begging his prey? Come to Papa. I want to eat it come. Lion. Roo, rah, rah, rah. Is that how lions behave? They go after the prey. Hallelujah. You will learn how to pray like a lion. Lion is metaphorical. As a king, you will be saying in the name of the Lord. And your fervency, you are, you are on fire in prayer. You are not looking for prophets to pray for you. 
There is that. You can come to pastor, join faith with me. But dear God, the way you pray, hell shakes when you pray. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Don't talk defeat. No, sir. No. No. You understand that, hey, I am joint heirs with the lion of the tribe of Judah. You cannot defeat me. I cannot lose. Even when it looks as though I'm dead and buried. Well, the last guy in our tribe who was dead and was buried rose up from the dead. Hallelujah. There's resurrection power at work in us. Glory to God. So you can never say it's over for us. No, there is, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. No, sir. No, no, no. It cannot be over for a Christian. It cannot be over for a Christian. Over care. How? I'm 37. They said, they said, I, they said, the, oh, this left ovary is gone. The right ovary is gone. Hallelujah. Even if you don't have womb, sister, listen, the Bible says he holds all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. It means that God can hold a baby in you without a uterus. He can. He can. He has done it before. He do it again. Glory to God. He'll do it again. Stop thinking impossibility. Stop thinking like a natural man. Remember, we talked about the flying eagle. The one that flies and gets things done without touching the ground. Praise God. You are supernatural. Look at my neighbor and say, I am supernatural. Hallelujah. Now look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Hey, I'm from Jesus Christ. Everybody read. Who is the what? Faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth. Everybody read one to go louder. Unto him that loved us and washed us from what? Our sins. In his own blood. So he washed us from our sins. Alright. Now next verse. Verse 6. He says what? And hath made us what? Kings. And what? Unto God and his father. So hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to me. He said he made us un- as kings and priests unto God. It means in the presence of God, what he sees when you approach is that he sees a king. King. Oh, oh what does that mean? If God sees you as a king, it means, the Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is power. It means when you talk, God is taking note of it to bring it to pass. Because the words of a king must not touch the ground. The attention of God is that when kings speak, when my kings, I made them kings, I made them kings. What they say will come to pass. Angels understand that. They understand it. Glory to God. I said they understand it. I was talking to somebody who was saying, Ah, Pastor, you give a word that this thing, this thing, it has not happened. I said, Young man, if I said it, it will happen. If I said, did I say it will happen? There is no how. I have heavenly civilization around me, too numerous to allow my, my. Look, you understand? It will not fall to the ground. The Bible says we are come to Zion, to the city of the living God, to a what? Heavenly. Heavenly what? An innumerable company of what? Of angels. Let me, let me give you an example. Pastor Eddie, come. Pastor Wilson, come. I want to show you something. Let me tell you how you can mobilize. There is something called, there is earthly mobilization. Then there is 
heavenly mobilization. When you mobilize heaven to a matter. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Okay, how many of you have gone to um, the market, then somebody has um, clothes on the ground, then he now begins to say, come by, I'm all 20. I'm sure, I don't know, maybe some of you shop in those places. But, you know, this company, they sell all this stuff, maybe like all these clothes that are very cheap. And then I say, come and buy ammo, come buy ammo, come buy ammo. Thank two for 50 naira, something like that. Then people are gathering, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, you, you, maybe you are rich now, you were poor before now, praise God. So you know what I'm saying? You understand? I go, hey, there are people gather, right? Now, before, it was that guy and his wares. But there was something he did to cause earthly people to mobilize. Or maybe someone's house is on fire. Then someone runs out to get help. So they want to mobilize people to that place where there's a problem. I mean, if you are, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh, good. So what if there was a way to mobilize angelic assistance to a matter? Are you following what I'm saying? All right. So you now get to a point that there's a concentrated traffic of heavenly beings around what you are doing. Concentrated, not just a few, concentrated. There is a matter in the family. This thing has been going on for 35 years, has been going on for 50 years, has been going on for 70 years. Since your father could remember, since your grandfather could remember, you now get to you. You have gotten born again. You have gotten an understanding of new creation realities. You have understood now that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you have authority. You say, hey, 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 this thing must stop here. How do you now mobilize assistance? Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. So, now listen. Every single believer has angels with them. There are more angels, praise God, than there are human beings in this world. Because Jesus Christ said that there are angels always, talking about little children, he said there are angels always behold the face of my father. So that means every child that is born into this world has an angel aside to that child. The responsibility of that angel is to ensure that that child is directed to what? To the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. That's what angels, what their job is. Because they minister for the heirs of salvation. You understand? Praise God. Now, this person is in trouble. Praise God. And he needs the assistance of, um, you know, to, of heavenly forces and heavenly bodies. So what does this person do? There are two ways to get that assistance. Number one is through prayer. In prayer, you make a request to God because he is the sovereign of the universe. Angels are not under the authority of men directly. Angels are under the authority of God directly. So what you do is that because God is the Lord of hosts, is the chief commander of the world, of the heavenly forces, is the one the angels submit to directly. What you do is go, Father, in the name of Jesus, you make a petition to him. All right? And the moment that petition is given to him, and he says, it is done, angels are released from the presence of God for that matter. I'll give you an example. How many of you remember in the book of Daniel's? Daniel was praying. The Bible says, I, Daniel, understood Bible, Daniel chapter 9, all right, the number of years given, all right, for Israel to be in captivity. And he began to pray and began to confess sins and, and, and that and that. Then the Bible says, Gabriel came to meet him and said, Oh, Daniel, greatly beloved, from the time that when you sought God and began to pray, I was sent forth. Which means prayer is what elicits the release of angels. Are you, are you with me? Come on, are you with me? So prayer causes angelic release. Prayer causes angelic mobilization. Now, after the angels have been mobilized, praise God, and are around, the next thing that's now important is the place of faith. Faith. 
Remember the children of Israel. The Bible makes us understand that there was a concentrated of angels around the children of Israel after they left Egypt to what to the Promised Land. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's go. Let's let's. Uh, as I'm walking, just do what I, I'm moving forward. I move forward. You move forward with me. As I move backward, move backward. Are you ready, guys? All right. So we are going. Hallelujah. So whatever the guy does, all right, angels are with him. They are watching him to see what he does. Praise God. Amen. Are you following that? So, for example, he is in the physical. This bottle of water is in the spirit realm. And he needs a bottle of water. And he comes and says, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I receive water. What does the angel do? They get, bring that bottle of water and they bring it to me. So, this water is in the realm of the spirit. That angel is going to find a way for this water to be manifested in the physical and brought to me that it comes to my hand. Are you, paying, are you paying attention? Now, the moment I said, I receive a bottle of water in the realm of spirit, this water is mine. Hallelujah. But I have not gotten a manifestation, a physical manifestation of that which I have received in the spirit. That's where angels come in. Because angels, they walk and they bridge, all right, the physical realm with the spiritual realm. Praise the Lord. That's what they do. So, the first place of prayer, you request, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I want this, 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 this. Because prayer is legal. Prayer is a legal word. Hallelujah. Prayer is a legal exercise. Prayer is not begging. Prayer is you go to God on the legality of his words. And the basis of the covenant. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, on the basis of this covenant, I am asking for this. And the Father will, reply, will have to reply on the basis of the covenant. What has the blood of Jesus made available for you? You stand on the basis of that provision and you make requests. And when you make, so it, it is, your request is based on the covenant and the response is based on the covenant, not on begging. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So for example, when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, it is legal. So when you say, what Father in the name of Jesus means is, Father, on the basis of what Jesus has done, I'm making this request. Oh, hallelujah. On the basis. See, some people come in and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It will not work. The Jesus you only used to cut cake. All right, now it's, uh, it's uh, Tofu Miss birthday. All right, just go in there. Put it. What are we going to cut there? All right, everybody say J, J, E, E, S, U, Jesus. That's all you use his name for. Praise God. Or maybe something is catching fire. Jesus, have you noticed? Most people always mention the name afraid. Oh, come on now. How many people are talking about? It's when they're afraid they call their name. They don't expect anything to happen. They don't expect it. It is just an expression of their afraid. I remember there was a time we were on a plane and there was a turbulence. So it went, Jesus. Jesus. They can call Jesus from now till tomorrow. That plane will crash you if it will crash. Why? Because there is no power in that mention. It is not the mentioning of the name that brings power. No. It is the understanding of what you are doing. Hallelujah. You go, ah, on the basis of the covenant, on the basis of the redemptive work of Christ. What was that redemptive work of Christ? It means that what Jesus went through, I will not go through because he went through it as me. What Jesus paid for, I don't need to pay because Jesus paid as me. 
Ah, So when he went to hell, it means I went to hell. Because he went to hell, I will never go there. Are you with me? Ah, He's seated at the right hand of the Father. You don't need telescope. I am seated there. Because as he is, so am I. So I go that way in prayer. (laughs) You say, Pastor, uh, we don't have food. There's no money in the house. Eh, something, 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 something. Listen to me. You can either beg or you can actually now begin to release your faith to show you that there is something called supernatural provision. It doesn't matter where you live. Angels are there. Look at him and say, it doesn't matter where you live. Angels are there. The hand of God can reach you there. I'm telling you. Praise God. Can I put our hands together for these wonderful angels and... Praise God. So you can mobilize God to a matter. You can mobilize heaven civilization to a matter. Now when I'm talking about heaven civilization, note what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that just as there are men here, and just as there are places on the earth, in the realm of the spirit, there are angels, and there are places and locations in the realm of the spirit. As real as one in earth here. Prayer and faith declaration. And pray. Oh God. There's another place of praise. That's why whenever you are praising God, some people are always looking, you know, as though um, uh, um, they, stole, they stole their belongings. So they're always quiet and looking at it. I have some fun. I don't understand. Um, that, 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 uh, you don't understand something. Listen, listen. You need to learn how to um, attract the focus of, of God, the attention of God. And you need to learn how to manifest and demonstrate the things of the Spirit. We are praising God and some of you are just like this. Um, um, uh, Rejoice in the Holy Ghost! Sing! What happened? Is it challenges of life? Is it Buari? It's about to leave. Hallelujah. Is it because Nigeria? Nigeria won yesterday. So why are you like that? Why are you? Is your mouth heavy? Is there a padlock there? Open the mouth and shout. Contribute to it. We are shout. Imagine they stood before Jericho. They said everybody shouted a loud voice and you didn't shout. In those days, they will kill you because it means you are an enemy within. Glory to God. Praise. We are making confession. Open your mouth and talk. Ah, hallelujah. Listen. When you are declaring God's word, the situation is not the only one changing. You yourself also are being changed as you are declaring the word. So that's why when we come to a local church like this, a service like this, Participate. Glory to God. Participate. Participation is what brought me where I am. Nothing moves until you move. Go and check all through scripture. The woman with the issue of blood was not healed until she touched. Blind Bartimaeus' eyes did not open until he cried. So even in the presence of grace, participation is required. If it is mine, it will come to me. Listen, sister, you will sit down there for ages. Whatever would be, would be the future we have to something. It's Hollywood, though. Doesn't work. Whatever we be, will not be. Whatever we be, you will take the bull by the honor and make it be. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Whatever God, I told you in the, two weeks ago, when a word of prophecy is given to you, it is a description of what God wants to do. Are you paying attention? All right? It is a description of what God wants to do. It is a description of the direction God is taking your life in. What that word of prophecy does is to get you to that place of preparation, to begin to prepare and begin to align, not to go to sleep. Hallelujah. Now, go back to Genesis 49. I am really trusting God that a lot of you will be drunk in the spirit of God before we live here. Because you are going to enter your week with renewed empowerment. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. Now look at Genesis chapter 49. Let's look at something quickly. The same place we said. Genesis 49 and verse 9. I want to show you something that's so powerful in that chapter that I don't want you to miss. Now, um, let's go over to verse 11 quickly. I want to show you something. Now, can we read one to go? Bind, notice he's talking about Judah. He said, binding is foul. Foul there means an ass, like a, 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 like a coat, like a goat or something. He said, binding is foul unto the vine. Binding is foul unto the vine. And it has its called unto the what? Unto the what? So Judah binds his coat or his eyes unto the vine. And his ass called unto the trust vine. Now, in scripture, who is the vine? I am the vine, ye are what? So Judah binds his cult. All right? He binds himself to the vine. Then he binds his, as his cult, his children, to the choice vine. Then he now goes, what does he do next? He says, read it next. He says, he washed his garments in what? In what? How many of you wash your garments in wine? Now, how many of you have, you have this, um, wine actually has disinfecting properties. What wine does, all right, what this is talking about, is talking about cleansing. Because in the next, goes and says, and it's clothed in the what? In the what? In the blood of grapes. This is speaking about redemption. So he's telling us here that the joining of himself to the vine results in the cleansing of Judah. Wine in scripture is speaking of the influence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Be not drunk with wine when it's excess. Praise God. But be filled with what? With the what? With the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. And um, uh, it says, close in blood of grapes. When you talk about blood of grace, that is a metaphor for the blood of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In whom we have what? Redemption through his blood. Even the what? The forgiveness of sins. Now look at the next verse. Verse 12. Everybody read one to go. It says what? And his eyes shall be what? Red with wine. Listen to me. To function as a king on the earth, full of boldness, walking in authority, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. One of the first things that happened when the Spirit of God came in Acts 2, when he was making lions out of men, amen, the Bible makes us understand in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Spirit. I was talking with Apostle T.D. Phillips during the week. <laughs> and he was telling me about an incident, one, one man of God, who did not really, was not really 
full of the Spirit, was confronting a demon-possessed person. Was confronting this demon-possessed person, saying, come out, and was drinking water as he was casting out devils. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, cast out devils and all. But, you know, then, and as he was doing that, um, the, the demonic-possessed person was warning him, I'm warning you, I'm warning you. He wasn't listening. So, he laid hands on the lady, he went under the power. Praise God. I said, God, I'm warning you. That's how they saw the man of God on the stage. The guy was pissing on himself. Did you understand? He was just uniting himself because he was, he was, he was not full. Glory to God. Of what? Of the Spirit. By the grace of God, when I hold deliverance services, I don't attend those meetings just like that. I don't just show up. No. Ask my wife. I, I, eh? I have to go and spend time with him. I will lock myself up in a room and I will be talking in tongues. No food. Many times. Listening to messages. Soaking in that thing. Why? I need to come because I know what I'm about to do. Now, many times you have heard people say, this. I may have heard this teaching that Satan does not have any power. Let me, I may have heard it. Put your hand up. That Jesus took away Satan's power. Put it up. Let me see. Let me see. Put it up. Oh, okay, you, you didn't hear it before. You don't. Let me show you something. Turn about to Luke 10. Some even teach some, some woke Christians. They say they are doing new creation. I'm a new creation teacher. You guys know. But we need to teach the Bible and not work easy. Don't say, ah, all this devil, 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 something, something. It's because you are living in Lagos. You have not seen serious oppression. Hey, hey, oh, theory, ah. Have you seen them, Apostle Joshua Seman? Apostle Aramir? Do you know why those guys are loaded with fire? Because where they are coming from? They deal with necromancers there. People that, you understand? Full possession, but they are normal. They are different from demonic possession, where the person is mad. There are some that are fully possessed, but they are normal. That's what they are dealing with. People are attacking them with charms, not in the spirit. In physical. So that one, you cannot, you cannot be watching ball on Saturday and say you want to play. watch the 2 o'clock one, then you watch the 5 o'clock one, then you now switch to La Liga by 9, then you now watch this thing, then you now say, you are, come on, son, and say, Koka Shada Babaya. Ah, Wakuni. You can't do understand. No. Don't joke. Ah, no. Ministry is warfare. That's what it is. Some of you are I'm a man of God. And you just went like that. You don't understand that. When you begin to take, when you begin to deal with devils and cast them out and things like that, devils are personalities. They don't forget. They don't forget. There are some believers that by trickery, Satan has deceived them out of the plan of God for their life. You deceive them because this one is going to be a problem. Let us tempt him to miss it. That is why you must always be watching and watchful. The moment you begin to engage spiritual truth, spiritual principles, you cannot go to sleep. Brother, 
you are doing ministry, and all of a sudden, you now begin to find that you are overpowered by lust. Every night, you must masturbate. You must go and watch porn. You are being handled. That is warfare. You are in his warfare. You are not that bad. Woman, not know the shark you reach like that. Now, demon, they worry you. You are being oppressed. Do you understand? God, that will weaken you. You can, you, it is systematic weakening. So make you useless for God. Can we get back here? Hmm. That you are on fire, fire. All of a sudden, brother just came. One brother just came from nowhere. All those people that used to come, like they just come by the moon, moon fly, pia, they just appear. Fire boy, boom. All of a sudden, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you are not a fornicating sister. You understand? You can't pray. Guilt is worrying you. You now begin to withdraw from the church. Withdraw, withdraw. You that were going for prayer meeting, you are no longer appearing. It is system, it's warfare. Hallelujah. Have to watch. Notice Jesus said, watch and pray. Amen. Lest you fall into what? Temptation. So that means you, there must be a sensitivity. The man in Christ must have. Are you with me? Where does she open? Now, now. He said, his eyes shall be red with wine. The eyes must be red with wine. This believer, this man functioning in the lion dimension, must be perpetually drunk in the Holy Ghost. Under the influence. Talk about Ephesians chapter 5. In these days and time, you need to be drunk in the Spirit. Drunk in the Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. All the time. You want to break? Break out of terrible circles? You want to build things on this earth that will last the test of time? You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? No time for the flesh. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We don't have time. We don't have time for it. Full of the Holy Spirit. If you are here, you are playing games with your Christianity. You better end the game. Oh, game has last time. I Thank God God has winked at your the days of ignorance. You are hearing this sermon now to tell you to wake up. Game is over. Let us now start the real thing. Ephesians 5.18. Can you read it loud? What does he say? Uh-huh. Yes. Bobby, what? Filled with the Spirit. I went, I had a meeting with, I have meetings with Indians. So I remember I went to an Indian's um, office. And as I was there, praise God. I said, praise God. Let me come down. I've stayed up small. Pastor Dara, no go there. The office, you know, my mic, and they put it on back now. They are trying to avoid feedback. So I was there with the and they got there, and I entered the place. I saw this image of some six legged, that be eight legged elephant or something like that. There's Buddha or something like that. He was right and center in his office. And while I was there, he, he prayed to the thing and tossed his head and tossed the ground. You want to go and do business. 
you are not full of the Holy Spirit. And you are saying, everybody is in Agbari. <laughs> Stay there. I was talking to someone, I said, uh, uh, you're talking about Apple, Steve Jobs. Not this Steve Jobs guy. Job. So Steve Jobs was talking about how he got the vision and the vision for Apple. He went, because he was a Buddhist. Steve Jobs was a Buddhist. All right? So he was not an atheist, he was a Buddhist. So he went to one of the temples, one of the ashrams there. And while there, while meditating, that's when he got the blueprint for Apple. When the world know how to tap into the spiritual realm, so tap there, then they will bring something from there. And you understand? You'll be wondering how they're getting the results. Praise God. Agbari has its limits. I hear what I'm saying. You need to be full of the Spirit. You see, you will not be speaking in tongues. You, you are full of the Holy Ghost. You will now hear the voice of the Spirit say, Arise, go here, go here. Do this, do this. To function in the realm of a king, you have to have red eyes. Full of the Spirit. Glory to God. Now, go back, all right, to Genesis chapter 49. So we're going to pray now. How many of you are ready to pray? I said, how many of you are ready to pray? Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, look at the next thing. He said, his eyes shall be red with wine. And his teeth is what? Talk to me now. And his teeth is what? White with what? Milk. Scripture of the lion. With milk. Now, turn to 1 Peter 2.2. What does milk there? When he says be white with milk, what he's talking about? So that means he's white with milk because he's feeding on milk. Is that correct? All right. His, his eyes are red with wine because he's drinking wine. Amen. Because his eyes cannot be. They didn't paint his eyes with red. Mm-mm. It is red because he drank it. He drank wine. Amen. So he's talking about the influence of the spirit of this man. So he's saying this lion is drunk with the spirit. The next one, he says his teeth, all right, is white with milk. Look what he says, 1 Peter 2, everybody want to go. He says what? As newborn babes, louder, everybody, desire what? The sincere milk of the word, that he may what? So, the milk there is what? The word. So, there are two things the lion in Christ needs to function in the fullness of his office. Number one, fullness of the spirit. Number two, fullness of the word. For it takes revelation for you to walk in authority. A man can have authority and not know that he has authority. And unexercised authority is the same thing as no authority. Hallelujah. Now, let me round off by telling you this. I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 10. Speak in tongues for a few minutes, everybody. <coughs> Speak in tongues for a few minutes. Just talk in tongues. Stare yourself. Stare yourself. Stare yourself. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10.
the name of Jesus. Anyone here struggling with taking in conception, receive your babies now. I command the miscarriage to stop. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whoever is looking for a job here, receive your job now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Anyone under the sound of my voice struggling with any addiction, come out of it now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive strength to come out. In the name of Jesus. Receive strength to come out. There was a particular young man. He used to battle pornography and masturbation. Every night he must, you understand? It was a serious problem. I mean, it was really challenging. You know how God delivered him? He would fast, read the Bible, hey, speak in tongues, hey, hey, trying to stop it, he will still do it. One day, the Lord just told him, you are free. And that was it. The desire, the desire just disappeared. That's, that's how some of you, the sexual immorality problem, that's how it's disappearing now. I didn't hear you, amen. It's disappearing now. You understand? It will not be a struggle. You just find out that it has, you are no more, praise God. It's gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now let me show you something about Luke chapter 10. The Bible tells us that we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. There is no place in scripture where the Bible tells us to underestimate the devil. Mm-mm. The Bible says, resist the devil. So that means, listen, Pastor Wilson, come. Pay attention, everyone. If I tell you to resist this guy, what am I actually saying? Huh? No, wait. Do you resist someone who is standing still? You resist someone who is trying to gain ground on you. Are you following what I'm saying? Which means that the devil is actively doing something towards you. So your, your response is what? Resist it. So it says, resist the devil and he will what? See. And it tells you to resist him steadfastly in the what? In the faith. There is a steadfastly is urgency. So, when it comes to the devil, you must be on the offense, not defense. Ten, quickly, I will close. Has anybody learned anything today? Say this with me. I have authority in the name of Jesus to put the devil to flight. I have the advantage. Louder. I have the advantage. I have the advantage. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Anywhere, one evil altar, one funny place where they are doing this thing, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we shatter it. In the name of the Lord. Now listen, we don't need to destroy the altar for us to get what we want out. But you see me, sometimes I like showing off. Amen. Praise God. If I'm doing you, I want you to know I'm the one doing you. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Sometimes that I pray. Sometimes. So, you see, because of my prophetic office, so when I pray, I see. So when I close my eyes and I'm praying, it's not black. It's not black. Like people pray and say, no, no, say. When I close my eyes, I see. Many times when I am sleeping, praise God, I have prophetic encounters. 
in my sleep. Praise God. All right? Because your spirit is never asleep. Your body is the one that sleeps. Hallelujah. So you can have encounters in your dream. So all these dream people have, some people who have, they are chasing you. They don't chase me in my dream. Chase me. <laughs> we should, I should have you running. I, it used to happen before. Not when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I chase me in my dream. Are you, are you, are you, are you normal? I said we are running in the spirit. And maybe the Lord said, son, let's run. <laughs> what are you chasing me? No, I will face you. Who are you? What do you want? I'm here to kill you. I'll become my own sword. We have tried. Praise God. Because the Bible tells me I have his word. He says, and the sword of the spirit. Which is the word? The word of God. And it is a what? A double-edged sword. So that means any way I swing it, it will cut you. Yes, sir. Amen? It's not toy sword. Anyhow, I swing down. It will cut you. If I sit down like it, it will cut you. If I swing down like it, it will cut you. So consider, brother, which one you want? You want to attack? We did here for you. Never beg the devil or an agent of Satan. Don't beg. Praise God. If someone says, listen, um, 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 you will die. Um, you, uh, um, um, over my dead body will you succeed. Uh, <laughs> be it unto you according to your word. Amen. Pastor, are you wishing the person dead? No. Am I the one that wishes the person dead? No. He said he wants... Um, that he will over his death, so I'm going to succeed. I'm succeeding. So it means he will die. You understand? And it is going to be between God will answer his prayer. Praise God. I told someone, I said, listen, I don't pray any um, further and die. I mean, amen. But you see, I said, if somebody says he wants to attack me, the person has written his own will. You understand? Because you see, my angels, they are very jealous. I do, I do understand. They're very jealous. My angels are not very, they're not, they're not so normal. You understand? <laughs> they're not normal like that. They're very, ah, praise God. Because I use them often. They're working over time. I'm always talking in tongues. You see, my mouth is moving. So they know that, ah, any small thing, Rema, Jadi, Rema, Jadi. Amen. So sometimes I'm praying, I'm praying in tongues, and I'll be, I'll be saying, cut it down, cut, cut, cut. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Cut it down. We will talk about the, whether it was right or wrong at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. That's what I'm saying. But this one here, you must be, look, you must be militant in Christ. Are you with me? Are you with me? You must be militant. You, they must know you. In the realm of the spirit, they must know your voice. They must know you. You must be active. Hallelujah. Never let a day pass where you are not giving orders like a king. Ah. See, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who shall say unto him, What doest thou? That means you don't question him. That's you. Hallelujah. Well, that's it. Look at that 10. I'm going to round up. Are you ready to pray? Oh, my time is up. Sorry. Admin. All right. Amen. Then again, let's say one thing we're going to be doing is I'm going to be praying specially for soul winners. People that invite people to church and lead people to Christ every month. At the end of the month, praise God. 
Amen. We pray for you today. And, you know, pray for you at the end of the month. I want to encourage you to be part of that effort. Bringing people to the Lord. Bringing people to Revelation. Because somebody is being healed in their right ear. Here. Who are being healed. There is a swelling on the right side. Like an anya that is going back now. It's going back now. It's going back now. It's going back now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear in the realm of the spirit, Chinedu, Chinedu. There is a mama, Chinedu, who is being healed right now. She is in the east. Because where I see, it's, it's not a very developed place. I'm seeing this woman lying down on a bed, she, on the bed of sickness. But she's healed now. I said, she's healed now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody is having an interview on Tuesday. I see you already preparing for that interview. God has gone ahead of you. You got the job. You got the job. You got the job. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody needs 250,000 naira on that side to start a business, to fund this business. The angel of the Lord has brought that. Just say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Glory to God. I am being showed a platform, it is like a sponsored platform for business people. You are applying for one, two, three, four, five million naira. Five million naira. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have favor in front of those folks and you get the money in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, I receive. All of the blessings being distributed right now, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. The Lord is showing you about a young man here who defrauded somebody. You defrauded somebody of money. Go and pay that money back. Something is being held up because of what you did. Go and pay that money back and increase will find you. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Increase will find you. Luke chapter 10. Is that what I said? Then we close. Are you learning anything today? Are you glad you came to church? Yes. I said, are you glad you came to church? All right, Luke 10. I want to show you something quickly. Verse 19. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, I'm getting better and better. I prosper more and more. I prosper more and more. The works of my hands are blessed. The works of my hands are blessed. Say, greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. No devil can stand against me. Louder, no devil can stand against me. I decree. Angels are released. I decree. Angels are released. For my cause. For my cause. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed at night. Wherever I go. I am blessed. I am favored. Before God. And before man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No yoke of the enemy can yoke me louder. No yoke of the enemy can yoke me. For I am a son of God. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. 
the anointing of God is upon my life. The power of God is upon my life. The power of God is upon my life. Every oppression is broken. Every bondage is destroyed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 19. Look at what Jesus Christ said. Can we read one go? He says what? Behold, I give unto you what? To tread on what? Serpent and scorpion. And over what? All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, notice he says there are two words power there. The first power is what? Is the word exousia. Exousia means authority. Praise God. That's authority. Now, the second power there is dunamis. So it says, dunamis of the enemy. It means the enemy has what? Dunamis. But what has happened is that in Christ Jesus, God has given you authority over what? The enemy's ability. Are you seeing this? But notice it says, I give unto you authority to tread. That word tread in the Greek is patio. Patio is talking about an active, um, active thing. Something that you are doing. So that means the threading is some, in something you are doing. Threading is not passive. Threading is what? Active. So your threading on the ability of the enemy means that there is something you are actively doing to what? Thread. Amen. Actively doing to thread. Hear me. As you pray, as we be praying, because we are in the 21 days, first today is day 7, right? As you are praying and stuff like that, pay attention to the instruction the Spirit of God will give you. Amen. All right? You will need those obedience to that instruction to thread. There are dimensions of power that is released using authority. There are dimensions of power that is released using prayer. There are dimensions of power that is released using in praise. Then there are dimensions of power that is released by obedience to instruction. Spirit of God says, do this, do it. Do that, do this. Do this, do it. Do that, do it. He will talk to you. And you obey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet. And let us begin to talk in other tongues. We're going to pray for like five minutes. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash God has blessed you.